This time on Culture File, the second of our pair of postcards from Los Angeles featuring the city's most evocative sound. The La Brea Tar Pits in LA's mid-city area gets its name from the Spanish word for tar, which makes sense. There you'll find large bubbling pools of tar. Pools you might easily mistake for some movie magic, but their magic is of another sort, because La Brea is a museum that continues to unearth fresh exhibits on site. Tonya Gallagher met paleobotanist Regan Dunn at the bubbling pits one morning where the smell of tar wafts through the air and the chances of becoming a fossil are not zero. If an animal is entrapped, they probably can survive for a few days before they're completely exhausted and dehydrated. And then and then they, they die fairly rapidly. And we still have um, you know, some poor animals that venture into the pits and get trapped. So this is an active entrapment yeah, site, site still today. Yeah, I was actually, yeah. yeah. Um, what kind of animals would you find in there currently? Crows are pretty common. Um, squirrels, uh, a possum family recently met their fate. Um, and so that's why we have them fenced off so people's little doggies don't, <laughs> our children also don't become entrapped. You'd have a few lawsuits on their hands. <laughs> There's no other fossil sites that are active all year round and bring in the amount of fossils that we do. My name is Reagan Dunn and I'm a paleobotanist and curator here at the La Brea Tar Pits in Los Angeles, California. Kind of like the iconic Los Angeles uh, La Brea Tar Pits scene. And so what we have here is a lake, uh, more like a pond really. It's a man-made pond and it used to be an asphalt quarry which has since filled in with water. So the asphalt from this area was mined over a hundred years ago and shipped off to places like San Francisco. The scene that we're looking at at the moment, I can see a lot of bubbling on the surface. Absolutely. So along with uh, petroleum, you have the production of methane gas. And so methane travels with the oil and also with groundwater, and it comes to the surface. And so this whole area is bubbling up methane gas all the time. But you can only really see it when it's coming up through the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can even smell, smell the oil, can't you? <laughs> yes, this area has a very pe peculiar smell, um, <laughs> very sort of familiar, and I think for our residents of Los Angeles, they smell that and they think of the La Brea Tar Pits. <laughs> so should we go check out the labs? Yeah. So pre-pandemic, we would have every seat filled in this lab. Filled with volunteers that are, are doing various... Um, processes of, of cleaning the fossils and sorting fossils. Okay. Hi guys. Hey, hey, hey. This is Anya. She's from Irish Public Radio. Hi. How are you doing? We're doing a walk around. <laughs> so our excavations continue. We excavate 360 days a year. We still find fossils here on site and we likely will for, you know, the next couple hundred years. In our collections, we have about three million, three and a half million specimens that have all come from this little 13-acre park. 
Okay, so this area is our fossil collection, and this is really this is really the the meat and bones of our museum. Well, we have the public displays out front so that everybody can learn about what we have here at the tar pits. This is where all the research gets done. And so researchers from all over the world come here and study the La Brea fossils. You know, hundreds of thousands, 3.5 million specimens is what we estimate that we, what, that we have. They're not just dusty things sitting in drawers. They're actively being studied. And they tell us a lot about the history of Los Angeles. And um, what it tells us is that Los Angeles, 15,000 years ago, was a diverse ecosystem, um, much like the savannas of Africa today. And as you look around today, <laughs> a lot has changed. And, and so that change is documented here at the tar pits, that entire change from Ice Age paradise to indigenous, um, thriving indigenous communities that were crushed by colonial sins to urbanization. And what that also helps us understand is where we're going in the future. And so because we have all of these collections, we can determine when those animals disappeared. And so we've been able to do that now. And then that allows us to look at other records of paleo environments. So paleoclimate, what the plant communities were doing. And so what we see is this massive change from these woodlands of the Pleistocene through, it goes through a climate change where um, California warms significantly, you know, about five degrees C. Mm -hmm. And then when that happens, the vegetation really changes. It becomes arid. Um, it was really more difficult conditions. Water was probably pretty scarce here in this area. And then a massive time interval of fire erupts, which really spelled the end of a lot of these large bodied animals. So not too dissimilar from what we might be experiencing very soon. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. And, um, you know, we're, we've been evaluating what the human impact is on the, that ecosystem change. Mm -hmm. And this is a time when humans first arrived to North America, to California, and humans use fire as a tool. And um, so this site documents that transformation. Anya Gallagher there was talking to Reagan Dunn at the La Brea Tar Pits, California.